welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Loga the Barbarian, and we're going to continue on from some previous book reviews and episodes we've done in the past on the Lost Lands. My last Lost Lands episode, we covered the Borderland provinces. Go back and listen to that episode if you want to catch up to what we're talking about here. One of the questions that I've been asked multiple times after covering the Borderland provinces is people wanted to know if there were any good low-level adventures to start off with or get into the Borderland provinces. If you go back through the episodes, there's a few other ones connected to the Borderland provinces because within the Borderland provinces is the Forest of Hope. And in the Forest of Hope is the Rapanathuk. So there's a lot of content that you can play in Rapanathuk. Or, I'm sorry, in the Lost Lands and in the Borderland provinces specifically. And there's adjacent areas and books that can be added to this. But right now we're going to look at, within the Borderland provinces, the book that we reviewed. And I'm going to give a few suggestions for first level, low level campaign or adventures that can help kick off and start your campaign. I'm going to primarily suggest three adventures, three pre-written modules. Some of them you could probably use in conjunction with each other, or you can run them separately. The first one I'm going to start with is 1975 by Bill Webb, otherwise titled MCMLXXV, which is just the Roman numeral of 1975. There have been multiple prints of this or publications of this in the last, oh, 10 years, I'm going to say roughly. The most recent, I believe, was printed in 2019, and there are some older ones. They have, Older ones have this nice Errol Otis cover. It's the same image that was used on the Swords and Wizardry Complete Core Rulebook for a bit. The 1975 I'm looking at here, I've got both of them out, but I'm going to look at the more recent print to start with. And what's interesting about this and unique and good about this is you get kind of a primer for play. Now, 1975 isn't the most intricate, in-depth adventure. It's pretty basic. It kind of shows you how to play and how to get these things started. It starts off with a few little, oh, I'd say pseudo-essays describing how to play Swords and Wizardry and how to run these adventures or even prepare your own adventures. One of the things is about old-school gaming, kind of a primer on old-school gaming. Notes about things like equipment and stats and how to run it. But one of the big focuses here is creating a vivid world around you making the players feel as if they're experiencing this world that's actually happening around there. And it's got some good tips and good encounters, some great stuff written there. You could run this as it is. as a, It's a good to run as a very first adventure to kind of get the feel of your characters and kind of get into it. You could also take parts of this that you like from the random encounters and run it with the second module we're going to talk about. The second module is written by Matt Finch, Matthew J. Finch. I'm a big fan of Matthew Finch's work. He's the, did Osric and Swords and Wizardry Complete, and he's got some good little modules out there that are really wonderful to start with. Now, this is also a good introduction module in Adventure, but it, the setting itself is set in a little town. Uh, the town is dying off, and there's some NPCs there because there's a, a great evil somewhere nearby that you have to confront. So you got your basic dungeon delving and dungeon crawl elements there. You have some enemies that are probably too powerful for you to want to go up against at first level. But it kind of directs you into a sort of type of gaming, a way that adventure goes. Where you're not as focused on making sure the heroes can take everything out, but coming up with more interesting solutions. It works well with the traps that are described in there. They can be ran in a similar way and manner where you're not just relying on, oh, I'm going to do a DC check, but going forward with it. Now, I'm only familiar with the Swords and Wizardry versions of these. 
I question how some of this stuff can be translated to Pathfinder or 5th edition, but if that's your bag, uh, those two versions are available for 1975 and Grimsgate. If I were to rerun any of this, I would probably consider doing Grimsgate and not 1975. I would probably yank a lot of the encounters and things that are set in 1975 and shove them into Grimsgate as one module. I would strongly suggest that. Or, if I were to run the two, I would run 1975 first, and as they leave that region, I would run into Grimsgate. But the third one I want to talk about is Rogues in Rimbalo. It's a first-level adventure as well. Whereas Grimsgate, you're kind of running into the town, exploring the nearby ruins of a temple. There's a big baddie in there and everything else, and it's all laid out. Rogues and Rumbello is a slightly different adventure based more on intrigue and social interaction within a city. If you're into things like thieves' guilds, etc., etc., this can be a great adventure to set up a campaign. Getting your players to interact with NPCs and start larger stories from the interactions. All three of these together give you a lot of material to really start a good campaign on your own. So the three I'm suggesting as first level adventures and low-level adventures to start with to get your Borderland Provinces game off the ground are 1975, Grimsgate, and Rogues in Rimbalo. R-E-M-B-A-L-L-O, it's spelled, if you're going to try to Google that. Now, there are a few extra books that can add to this while you're running it. Let's say you're going to set, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to try to get into the Lost Lands and explore this lore and everything else here, and you pick up the Borderland Provinces book that we talked about last week and you pick up these modules, there are a few books that came out specifically for the Borderland Provinces. One is a Borderland Provinces Player's Guide, and that's available probably in PDF as well as in print, but the print's probably been out of print, so you'd have to find it somewhere secondhand, I'd imagine. And it just gives you a brief overview of the Borderland Provinces in like 16 pages. So it's a, it's a brief little paperback thing. The other is the Player's Gazetteer. The Player's Gazetteer is a good, a good helpful book to pick up as well if you're going to be running this campaign. And that just covers even more of the random places and history and everything of the region. So if you want your players to kind of explore into these, these are both the Swords and Wizardry. I think this is all Swords. Actually, I think these are system neutral. It just gives you information. The third one that was released with the Borderland Provinces as a paperback supplement is probably the one I would suggest the most, and this is the one I've used the most, is the Borderland Provinces Journey Generator. Now, you've got some first-level adventures to go with and start things up with. You can introduce lots of NPCs and create interactions and some good stories for your characters. What you're going to want is this Borderland Provinces Journey Generator. And if you're running sort of a sandbox campaign, this is helpful. What it has is simply just lots of charts, random charts, to create adventures on your own and rumors and other things to follow and continue the campaign. So it doesn't give you a fleshed out adventure. It gives you the tools to create those adventures and to explore further into the Borderland Provinces. So if you got the Borderland Provinces book, you've got your, your first level adventures to start things out, you have that journey generator, that journey generator is going to be a great help to keeping this campaign on. You never know where it's going to take you. What I did was literally create a bunch of journeys. They peppered them in somebody's study in letters, a lot of the things in the player characters ended up inheriting this place, a room, essentially, 
And they went through the letters, and there were lots of clues and random things that they could follow. And I just let the player characters decide from there where they were going to go in the Borderland provinces. They eventually walked out of the Borderland provinces to adjacent regions in that campaign. But discussing those adjacent regions that they went into is probably a tale for another time when I go into reviewing those books and things like that, because we're going to continue on looking at the Lost Lands. Now, if you're looking to start a first level group within the Lost Lands, there are other places you can go. There's a book called Stoneheart Valley we'll eventually get into. But really, if you're going for that sandbox feel, you got enough with the Borderland Provinces. The Journey Generator adds a great deal to that. Going back to the 1975 and the Grimsgate Adventures. So 1975, its strong suit is in that it's kind of telling you how to run Swords and Wizardry. How it's a bit different from things like Pathfinder or 5th Edition in modern gaming. And where it deviates. Both do this. Grimsgate does this as well and gives you certain guidance on running this game, Swords and Wizardry, in a certain way. They just have different takes on it. Which is okay, because there's a lot to take from both that can really help you get a good campaign going and down, down the path you want to go. Rogues and Rumbello, its uniqueness is that it's not getting into the dungeon delving and you're kind of stuck in this town. You're kind of trying to sneak around and figure out things more investigative type intrigue. So you've got a lot of different options there that you can go with those couple books. I guarantee you, if you know what you're doing when you're preparing game, you go through these a few times, read through them before you run them, kind of get an idea of it. And see what your players do. Let their players have your player autonomy and explore these areas and kind of take you through it. And let them have enough autonomy to explore places they want to go in this world, in this region. I think that you'll find that you'll be able to create and flesh out a very unique campaign that doesn't necessarily always follow the book by the T. Where you're going to have to take times where, oh, well, what's next? What's here? And you're going to have to come up with a lot of this stuff. At the same time, they give you a lot to work with and they give you a lot of seeds for the adventure. There are quite a few other adventures scattered throughout the Lost Lands and in this region. Once you start playing and once you start a campaign with those couple low-level adventures, and you're, it'll take you quite a few weeks to get through. You can probably stretch those three adventures and this book out for six months if you know what you're doing with them. <laughs> Once you start there and you get that campaign going, you're going to find that there's a, there's a lot more modules out there in various regions where your players are going to. You're going to start stumbling on these. There's a map online at World Anvil, the Lost Lands map, which points out where various modules are. Most of those modules are available via PDF, so there's current stuff that's out there. A lot of them are pretty easy to find in print if you look around secondhand if they're not available new. So that's my suggestion for low-level campaigns and adventures, starting when the Borderland provinces getting into the Lost Lands. A great place to start. That's about all we have time for today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please share it on social media. Tell your friends about us. Leave us a positive review wherever you're listening to this at. You can find us on Facebook at Wobblies and Wizards. Just search Wobblies and Wizards, like and follow. You can find me on Twitter at Logar Hail Crom. Yeah, that's Conan's God. Our website is wobbliesandwizards.com. And keep those dice rolling.